0: We're all being transformed into something. I mean, one of the best examples we've seen of that recently is actually in the progressive commercial where Dr. Rick, who is the proud author of Unbecoming Your Parents, uh, where he studies parent morphosis and he actually encourages people, hey, you don't have to become your parents and really, we've been talking about transformation these last couple of weeks and just have been thinking, hey, what are we transforming into? Because I'm telling you, guys, we are all transforming into <laughs> something. The question is, what are we transforming into? See, I feel it in me. I feel it in me. See, I love my dad. I love him <laughs> with all that I have. And a few years ago, thank you, thank you. A few years ago, I bought a house and I went full dad. Growing up, see, dad, dad did construction uh, to put a, 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 his, us through seminary You know while he was doing it. And so I grew up in a construction zone all the time. I didn't like it. I didn't like always having to do that, right? Um, But whenever we bought our first house, I'm telling you just naturally, I went full dad. I bought literally a drug house and it was a construction zone for seven years. And so in front of God and everybody with this mustache on, I wanna apologize to my wife, Rachel, and just tell her I love you so much. Thank you for staying with me. Through that because uh, I'm in a constant state of fear of turning into my dad, right, except for this mustache. I wish I could grow a manly mustache like him. Mine's not near this good, right, I w- but, but I'm telling you, students, you think it won't happen to you. Students, if you're listening, say I am. See? See, that's my dad's thing. It just comes out, right? You think it'll never happen to you, right? I'll never tell a dad joke. Sons, be on guard. I'll always be trendy. Daughters, be careful, Parent morphosis is a real deal. And it happens to the best of us if we're not careful. I'm just joking. I I absolutely love my dad. And what a godly example he's been uh, for me and my family. We all love him so much. (laughs) And what a legacy of transformation he and mom will leave here at Faith Promise. And so, but this has been just an amazing time and so, but what, what I want us to make sure that we process here is what if everything that we need for transformation is already in us? Because I, I think this right here, I think a lot of us believe that it's our parents or our external circumstances or things like that that are, that are pushing us and are pressing us into I don't, what, what, what's happening in our lives. But I want us to stop this weekend And think, what if everything we need for transformation is already in us? There's a quote that I love from one of the pastors that I watch almost every week, Pastor Craig Rochelle. And I believe this is a great stepping off point from last week. Because last week we looked in the mirror and talked about our internal dialogue, the internal transformation that needs to take place. But going from last week to this week, I love this quote. Your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Our lives, they move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So what I've been praying for and what I want to ask you is this weekend, let's believe, let's think, and let's know that transformation, complete transformation is possible for us today. Let's pray. God, we love you so much, and we're so grateful for the opportunity to serve you and to be in your house And God, what we pray for this weekend, you are going to highlight some things in our life that need to be transformed. And we're gonna take practical steps towards transformation this weekend. What I wanna ask God is that we're gonna come face to face with things that you've challenged us with in the past and some brand new challenges of decisions for transformation. And we ask for your perseverance, we ask for your wisdom, we ask for your boldness as we step into transformation from the inside out. God, our world desperately needs transformed believers, and that will be us here at Faith Promise Church. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Is anybody excited to be at church this weekend? I hope you are. We're going to have a great time. I want to welcome all of our campuses. We are so glad that you're here. Whether you're live at a campus or you're live online or you're watching another time, I want to welcome you home. We are so glad that you're here. And we're praying for transformation. And as I've been praying for you this week, I believe this right here. And I pray that you'll take this, you'll write it down, you'll believe this. I believe if you will make this your best year spiritually, it will be your best year completely. I believe, because there's so many things we could do, right? There's so many things we could change and adapt to make better. But I believe if you will make this your best year spiritually, it will be your best year completely. And so I want to take a minute and celebrate. Because there are some people who fasted for the first time or you pushed a fast farther than you ever have. If that's you at any of our campuses, if you fasted during this 21 days for the first time, or maybe you pushed it fast, farther than you ever have. We just raise your hand across all of our campuses? Hey Amen. Can we celebrate with those people? Way to go. Way to go. <clears throat> I, I, I just believe that. If it's our best year spiritually, it will be our best year completely. And hey, there's a specific group that we're praying for. We're praying for our kids and students, that they will experience a supernatural transformation at a young age. And I know a lot of schools are out this week, so I hope the kids survived. Parents, I hope, you know, you're you're still sane. But we are praying for you parents. As you lead transformation in your life and in the lives of your home, as you lead that transformation, we're praying for you. But that's why we do things like One Conference, because we wanna come alongside you as you lead the transformation in your home. So parents, if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, do not let them miss one conference. It will be amazing. Also, hey, if you're at any of our campuses and you don't know Jesus yet, we want you to know that we pray for you every day. When I'm praying for you in my journal, I pray 2 Peter 3.9. And that it, to, to summarize it, it says it's God's desire that none should perish without a relationship with him. And so we just want to tell you we love you and we believe in you. And this will be the most transformational year of your life as you find what is next in your walk with God. Now, we are looking today at a life totally and completely transformed. And what I want you to know is in good times or in hard times, transformation is available to anyone who will surrender to God's plan for your life, for our life. But I think it's important to stop and look at what does complete transformation look like? From God's perspective, how does he want us to live that out? We've been talking about a guy named Paul during this series. And Paul, what he would do is he would plant churches, a lot like Faith Promise, he would plant a church. And then as he went to the next city, he would write that church letters. Letters. So he planted a church in a city called Thessalonica. It's, a, it's an odd name, but he wrote them two letters to encourage them in their transformation, and that's where we get two of our books of the Bible from, First and Second Thessalonians. And so I, I want to read you something he encouraged this church with that I wanted to encourage us this weekend. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24, it says this, May the God himself the God of peace sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, he will do it. There's so much in this passage that we're gonna tackle today. But first I want us to see very up at the very beginning, It's God's plan to transform you, to transform me completely. Not partially, not in one area or another, but completely. That first sentence said to sanctify you, to transform you through and through. Through and through, that Greek word translates to completely or the whole of you. Every part of us, God wants to transform. Now, in this month, we've been using the example of a, of a caterpillar, right, transformed into a beautiful butterfly. But something you might not know, I didn't know until I studied for this week, is that whenever caterpillars are in that cocoon transforming, they actually release this enzyme. And this enzyme, really, it tears apart and it breaks down anything in the body that doesn't need to be there, except for these little discs. And those little discs have one job, and that's to build the butterfly. So what if God has already put the discs in us for us to see complete transformation? Before we get into that, let me ask you this. What is not releasing? What is not dissolving in your life but is still pressing you into the world's mold? What does that look like that's holding you back from complete transformation? In Paul's letter to the church, he breaks down the three discs, if you will, that are in us that need to be completely transformed if we want to live a completely transformed life. Now, you've heard these three things before, body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. We all have a body, a soul, and a spirit. And God desires to transform all three of these areas so that we can be completely transformed. Remember, that's God's desire for your life. This is not something that we just want for you at church. This is God's design for you. Remember how he started that in that, the verse I read in verse 23. May the God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. I believe this, too many Christians or people who call themselves Christians are not looking for the God of peace, but they're looking for pieces of God, right? Oh, oh, like church. I I want a little bit of church, but not that kind of church, right? Not, Not with, definitely not with those people, Right? A, a little bit of the Bible here, but, but not that verse. I, I don't really like that verse, or not that much of the Bible. I don't really have that much time for it. A little bit of God for your, your social media, but not so much of God that it messes up your social life. Is it any wonder? Is it surprising to us that we have so little of the peace from God that surpasses understanding? Why are, we, why are you, why, why do I sometimes hold on to pieces of God? Let me ask again, what if all we need for transformation is already in us? What if it's already in you? In the Old Testament, there's a book of the Bible, uh, River, my son, who's four, this is his favorite book of the Bible, his favorite story, and it's in Daniel. And in some ways, Daniel's life really par- parallels our life. His whole world was turned upside down. Overnight, everything changed for Daniel. Like a lot of us, it has over the last two years. But unlike us, for Daniel, it wasn't a virus or social upheaval or divisive politics. For Daniel, his home, his culture, and his people were wiped out by an invading army called the Babylonians. They came from Babylon, and they took some slaves, which Daniel was a part of that. They took slaves and they brought them to be molded at the hands of their captors in Babylon. And what we'll do is we will see very specific decisions that Daniel made, transformational decisions for his body, for his soul, and for his spirit. I pray that they will challenge us and inspire us to make transformational decisions in those areas of our life, in our body, soul, and spirit. This weekend, let's make decisions for our body, for our soul, for our spirit, and put them in God's hands. Because we know the hands that hold you, mold you. So I'm gonna, we're going to step on some toes this weekend, but that will be okay. What I want to ask you to do is there's a note card in your seat. And you could use your phone if that's what's better. But I'm going to ask you to make some commitments today. The Holy Spirit is going to prompt you for your body, for your soul, and for your spirit to make some decisions. And I want to ask you to write them down and commit to them. God has better for you. No matter where you are, God has better. God has more. First, in our spirit. This is the eternal part of us. This is how we interact with God. And, hey, this sets us apart from any other living thing on the planet because we were made in God's image. In Genesis 1:26 and 27, it says that we were made in God's image. But before we get to some practical things we can do to build our spirit, there's a mindset that we have to have, we have to surrender to before we can experience transformation in our spirit. And it's this. We are spiritual beings having a natural experience, not natural beings having a spiritual experience. Now, I know this is challenging, and I know that we're surrounded by the natural. And, hey, the natural, it matters, but not near like the supernatural, not near like eternity. The most real thing that we have to walk with every day is that eternity matters. I'm telling you, it's the most real thing. If you want to compare your 80 years here on earth to your eternity, eternity is more real. But how do we do that? What does that look like in a world that's so focused on the natural? Well, we can see that in Daniel's life. The way that Daniel made the spiritual, his spirit a priority was through prayer. He made talking to God, spending time with God a top priority. There was actually a time in Daniel's life where his enemies tricked the king of Babylon into making prayer a capital crime, punishable by being eaten by lions. I mean, that's crazy. So, hey, if you pray to any god, anything besides the king of Babylon, you are going to be fed to Mufasa. That's where he's at. What did he do? He prayed anyway. That must have been some transformational time with God. It challenged me. I don't know if it challenges you to up my time with God to pursue that intimacy. Because what about us? Is our prayer time worth it? worth being fed to lions over. I mean, that's amazing. Or are we settling for pieces of prayer, for scraps of being spirit-filled, just picking picking out leftovers off the, the bones of our Bible? See, God desires transformation in us completely starting with our spirit. So let me ask you, what is God calling you to do to prioritize your spirit? Is there more time in prayer? Do you need a specific place, not just when you're in the car? Do you need a specific time to read your Bible, a place where you do that? What is God calling you to do to prioritize and to make sure the spiritual part of you is being fed and growing and leading your life? I wanna encourage you to write that down. Next, God wants to transform your soul. Now your soul, that's the seat of your emotions. It's what makes us think and feel certain things or certain ways. And this is influenced by the voices in our life, right? Last week we talked about our internal talk. This is so big towards our soul, but not just what we say to ourselves, but also the people that we let speak into us, the voices around us. For Daniel, he had a group just like you need a group right? Our groups will launch in February. Make sure that you are ready. There'll be people in all the lobbies ready to sign you up for groups. You can put on your communication card. You need a group. I need a group. Actually, in Daniel chapter 2, in his life, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was a wild, wild guy, okay? King Nebuchadnezzar was. But he actually made prayer illegal, he, he made it to where if anybody prays anything else, uh, that, that he was gonna, actually, no, sorry, that was the last one. He made another edict. He was all about killing people, okay? Listen, you may not like our government. I don't know where you stand on that, but hey, you know, this, this guy's, you'll, you'll see. It gets wild, okay? He plans on killing all the wise men because they can't help him find out what this dream means. He plans, I'm gonna kill all the wise men. And so Daniel says, hey, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, let me go talk with my group. You can read this in Daniel chapter 2. So he goes and talks to his group and they pray and they beg God to give an interpretation of that dream. Please, God, tell us. And God does. But when Daniel was faced with death, yet again, he goes to his group. And this group is a great group. You may have heard their names before, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, there was actually a time where King Nebuchadnezzar, He built the first selfie ever. All right, this is before a cell phone, so he's actually building this thing. And this guy was obsessed with likes. He actually made the, the rule that whenever the music played, that you had to bow down to this selfie he made, again, of himself. You had to bow down to it, or he was going to throw you into a furnace, and the first time, the inaugural deal of this statue, they played the music, and there was a field of people that just bowed down. But you see this three, these three young men in the middle that say, I'm so sorry. We can't do that. This does not align with who we are spiritually. We only bow down to one God. Nebuchadnezzar grabs them, right? He threatens them. He ends up throwing them into the furnace. And because of that moment, God keeps them safe. It changes the trajectory of an entire nation. Can I tell you, students, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't much older than you when they made this stand. But listen, no matter how old you are, no no matter what generation you represent, the voices in your life shape your soul. Choose them carefully. What do the voices in your life make you think? What do they make you feel? What do they push you towards? Hey, husbands, can I just talk to you for a minute? Whenever you talk to your friends about your wife, about your kids, do they push you back towards your relationship or do they pull you away? Do they push you towards intimacy with your spouse or do they push you towards pornography? What do the voices in our life, where do they push us? The reason we want to have groups is so we have the right voices, but some of us, For our soul need to take a little friend inventory and see if there's some people who need to stop speaking into our lives. How often are the voices in your life pushing you towards God? Remember, God desires transformation in us completely, in our spirit and in our soul. One of the things God's calling you to do, hey, I wanna encourage you. I just wanna challenge you. There's some of you that you should be leading a group. You've been in a group for a long time but now it's time for us to make more seats for more souls who need the right voices. And that's what Faith Promise has always been committed to do, more seats for more souls. And that's not just planting campuses and more services, but that's more living rooms who will be opened up for groups to feed people's souls the food that they really need. So God wants us to see transformation in our spirit. God wants us to see transformation in our souls. Now, some of you guys were hoping that I would get long-winded and not get to the body part. But here we are. Here we are. God wants us to have transformation in our physical body. I want you to listen for the next few minutes and feel where God is pushing you. Where do you need to be pushed? See, our body serves us as we serve God. Our body serves us as we serve God. You are not a slave to the desires, to the urges of your body. You are just not. Whether that's food, sex, any addiction, anxiety, depression, laziness, God has freedom for you. You are not a slave to the craves of your body. Now, this may be getting in some people's business. Okay, and I know that there are some people you may be thinking, hey, this is not spiritual, my friend. Okay, my, my fast food habits have nothing to do with church, brother. Leave those alone. I, I, I get that. But God calls your body a temple, which makes it a spiritual matter. And let me tell you this, how we care for our body affects our spiritual effectiveness, so it matters to God. For Daniel, he put his money where his mouth was. When he got taken captive into Babylon, there he got put into like this school uh, for all the, all the slaves that got put in uh, so that they could serve the king. And there was this eating regiment that they had to do, the, the, the delicacy. They wanted these guys to be the best of the best. But Daniel looked and it did not align with his spirit or his soul what they wanted him to eat, what they wanted him to drink. So he asked permission. He said, hey, this does not align with who God's called me to be. Can I not eat that? Can I not drink that? They gave him a trial run where he only ate fruits and vegetables and water. And and maybe during this fast you did something called the Daniel fast. This is actually... In scripture where that comes from. And at the end of that trial period, Daniel actually looked better than anybody else. Daniel and his group, they did it together, that he looked better than anybody else in the class. See, that's why fasting is meant, what is meant to, why, why we fast, It's to, it's not to lose weight. It's not just to suffer, even though that's an important part of it. We fast to starve the body and to starve the soul to give our spirit authority and priority. Because don't we know, in the natural course of our life, our body and our soul take precedent. They take authority, they take priority. But when we fast, because I pray that this fast wasn't your only one for the year. When we fast, that may be an action step. We give the spirit authority. That's why it's such a transformational discipline. God desires for us to be transformed completely in our spirit, body, and soul. God desires to transform us completely, every part of us. What what if everything that you need for transformation is already in you, and you're just some transformational decisions away? As we look in the mirror, are there things that God is calling you to to stop saying about yourself, stop believing, to write down, to live out. Is that possible? Are there things that we need to do to see our lives completely transformed? Because that's who God's called us to be. Listen, maybe right now you're feeling guilt. Maybe you're feeling shame, Maybe in light of this conversation, you know God's challenging you to make some decisions yet you've tried to make them before and you're not sure or maybe you've never tried and you're like, gosh, I don't know if I can put this down. I don't know if I can stop doing this. Well, let me give you something special. And it's not a motivational speech for me. It's not, it's not a money back guarantee. Let me give you something better. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, it says this, the one who calls you, the one who is calling you to these decisions is faithful and he will do it. Our God will do it. If we will say, I'll make these decisions, I'll step out, I'll give it my best, God is gonna meet you right there. I'm not asking you to be perfect in your decisions. Jesus already did that. I'm asking you to be surrendered in your decisions. Give him the opportunity to lead you spiritually, to lead your soul healthily, to bring your body to a place of transformation you've never experienced. Some of you don't believe that things could be different in your life, but that's just not true. If we will put ourselves in God's hands, he will mold us into exactly who you were designed to be. I wanna pray for us, but before I do that, I just just wanna challenge you one more if you'll let me. I believe whenever... If we will surrender our spirits, our souls, and our body, what the outcome of of that transformed life, it will be us sharing our faith. I believe the most challenging thing that we are called to do as believers, it's hard. It's hard for me. But if you wonder, am I living a transformed life? I'll ask you, have you been able to share your faith? You can do it because we know our world needs it. I believe in you. More importantly, God believes in you. You are going to win your world. I'm gonna pray for us. Campus pastors, if you'll prepare to come up. God, we've been talking about transformation today, and there's some people who've written down some decisions that they're gonna make, some transformational decisions that, and God, it may seem small, like like time in prayer, time in the word, or. Switching out our friends and getting into a group. But God, you fed 5,000 men with a happy meal. God, what you can do with our surrender is beyond our comprehension. So God, would you empower us to transform our spirit, our soul, our body, and put us on mission of the great commission to win the world. God, we love you. We believe our lives will never be the same. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's been good to be at church this weekend.